You're listening to Test, Learn, Grow, where we believe that all marketing should create value, build trust, and inspire change. This is the Level Agency way. Hey, Miles here from Level, and I am proud to be your podcast host. In every episode of Test, Learn, Grow, I'll be joined by agency team members and other members of the marketing community for radically candid conversations on all things marketing. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. So why don't we start by just a brief intro on either of you. Who wants to go first? Give your name and your role at Finlistics. Melody. Okay. Melody Astley out of Atlanta, Georgia, and I run sales and marketing for Finlistics. Awesome. I'm Stephen Timmy, founder of Finlistics, and my role or my title is president, and that involves coming up with strategy and thought leadership, marketing, those type of things. So now what about Finlistics? What business is Finlistics in? Finlistics is in the sales intelligence business. So what that, that can mean a lot of things. But what we do is we work with predominantly B2B technology sales organizations. Okay. And we help them better understand their customers from goals and strategies, financial performance, so they can elevate their conversation beyond what they're commonly talking about, which is feature function, and really have an executive or a higher level conversation about business and not product. Yeah, and just to add a little bit to that, where it really came from in a previous life, I was a professor of finance at Emory University in Atlanta and had the opportunity to do consulting for a num- number of Fortune 500 companies. So I really just saw how they ran themselves, how they made decisions. And by pure luck, I was doing an open enrollment webinar at Georgia Tech, which is also in Atlanta. And a guy from Manugistics does advanced supply chain planning, whatever heck it was. He goes, have you ever applied all this stuff to sales? And I'd never been in sales. And uh, so the thought process was, if this is how companies run themselves and make decisions, why shouldn't these enterprise sellers be thinking the same way? So we pivoted really in the late 90s to really focus on sales. But a lot, it's all really based upon how companies manage themselves internally. I love that. That's how innovation happens, right? You take what works over here and apply it That's right. someplace else and it opens up so many doors. That's great. So speaking of doors, level the level door opened level for you all in March of 2020. And before the interview, we were looking back, putting the timeline together. And it was March 10th, 2020. And if, if you live on a rock, right, people listening, you don't know what happened just a few weeks later. The entire world changed. Business changed right before you signed an annual contract That's with true. a marketing partner. So I'd just love to hear your perspective on that, right? You, you signed this contract. You probably have other contracts locking your business in, uh, making a commitment. And now you're wondering, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? How yeah. do we pivot? What the was the thought process? Just, uh, <laughs> Interesting. 2020. It's like, what, what is even, what, <laughs> yeah. is, what is 2020? Yeah. But in fact, the timing was, was really good for the level relationship to start because they had a bunch of new creative that we were talking about, a whole new approach for a whole new world, for a whole new audience. So people are at their desks all the time. And people are tired of the noise and all the cold emails and cold calls and da-da-da-da-da. So we had a way, using the digital approach, to have our fingerprints all over the people who are now captive at home. So it worked out It worked out really well for us. And, and I, I also agree the timing was 
really good because our previous marketing efforts, I can't even tell you there was an ROI. In fact, I'm pretty confident it was negative. And by the way, trying to sell marketing services to a finance guy <laughs> oh, um, sure. yeah, is yeah, never yeah. an I'm, easy Marketing thing. and finance have always been like this. Okay, Melody, I'm going to give you three or $400,000 and I get what in revenues? Well, it depends. So no, it was really good because we knew something was not right, right? Because here's the spend, no results. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of different things that can be involved there. So we really, with y'all, had to take a step back and say, okay, what is it that is is best suited for this product market fit? So it really gave us time to think through that. Because as you all know, you just can't say, well, we're switching to digital marketing. I'll, we'll Here have we it ready go. for you on Monday. Like, what does that mean? Right? So it, it worked out very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that perspective as the finance guy. So to follow that thread, I'd love to hear as the finance I, I guy. Don't. I don't. You don't love her, but she's a finance lady. I mean, <laughs> sure. But what pushed you over the edge then, right? Like, what made you say yes? Let's do it. Well, I mean, I knew we had to do something, so it wasn't like do something to do something. But we we knew what the results were. We know that our space is getting more and more and more crowded. Hundreds of companies out there. Hey, we'll help you grow your sales and close deals faster and all this other stuff. I'll use the word stuff. <laughs> and so we knew that we had to have a much, much sharper message. We had to do much better targeting. Like it's just not, here's the shotgun, as you all know. Right. So we knew that to stay competitive, even though we felt like we had a very competitive product, it was getting to the, the right people. But the, the market is so crowded. There's so much noise out there. I mean, I can tell you how many times I swipe left every day. So we just knew it was time for a change. And so what has that change been? You know, here we are over a year later. And oh, what's been the results? Uh, just, well, it's iterative, right? And yeah. so there's always a level of impatience when you first get started because it truly is a flywheel effect, right? Once you start, once you kick it into gear, you just start to see results and results and results. And so that's that's where we've been. We have really, or the team has really, gotten surgical and laser focused on who is our ICP, where do they go, how do we reach them, what what does this person want to hear versus what that person wants to hear, not unlike what we do at Finlistics with our customers. Right. So so it really we're seeing that bear fruit now and it's it's good. Really good. Yeah. And for me, and again being kind of cynical about spend, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, I was sharing sharing with Melanie, she'll tell you this, like probably at least once a week, if not twice, I'll see one one of our you're all's you know ad or promotions on LinkedIn or sometimes the Wall Street Journal I forget where I was the other day I'm like well this looks great and I'll <laughs> do a screenshot send it to Melody so to me the biggest benefit is the more exposure and you know just reiterating it I mean it's, there's the, the space is so crowded but to have that greater exposure and to me to be very very clean. Because I think a lot of uh, promotions I see, it's like, I, I don't know what they're trying to promote. Where for us, I feel like it's very clear, you know, you want greater customer insights. You want to talk to executives. You want to know the industry, you know, click here. Are you finding that from sales, like we started to talk about, do you hear prospects start to like sell you to you almost? They've seen the messages in the marketing. They know more about you now when you first have those conversations and are they selling you almost on what they know already instead of you having well, to do it Well, they're always, I mean, during discovery calls or the first call, they do share that, oh, I saw this and I went to your website and they'll talk about that. So they were definitely seeing that they're more educated, but that's common. I mean, in the yeah. marketplace in general, 
buyers just are more educated. So yeah, we're seeing that too. Yeah. Well, it's it interesting. Less less than an hour ago, I'm going to be doing this uh, webinar with uh, two practitioners and another technology company. And so one of the ladies on the call saw the promotion for the book. She had known about the book. She goes and buys it. She reads it. She's already shared it with this rather large multi-billion dollar company, enterprise sales company. Well, she's telling me on the phone, well, Steve, what I love about your all's book is you break it into the four pieces. And the four pieces are, and we're going to start changing how we're doing sales. I'm like, good. Yeah. I mean, but it it got there, you know, you can send out emails, but, you know, people maybe look at it, but I think the way that it's being, you guys are helping us promote the book has, uh, it's a a recent example, like within an hour ago. It's great to hear that. That's when you know the marketing's working, right? That's right. (laughs) When they pick up the book and say it back to you. So let's talk about the book. Why did you write a book, right? Like you're not busy enough already <laughs> running a business and doing the day-to-day. Right, Melody, you, did, you did give your take on why we started it. Well, we have been threatening to write a book for a long time. Okay. I mean, years, right? Yeah. And, and I know it's always been a bucket list thing for, for Stephen and not, you know, just write a book. And so we said, let's either do it or never, ever talk about it again. We can't just keep saying it. It's like, oh, let's get together for lunch, and you never do. It's like, we weren't going to do that. And this was the beginning of 2020. And this was the beginning of 2020. So then March 10th and the following happened, COVID happened, right? And so we found ourselves at our desks, just like everybody else. And so it really did free up a lot of time. You're doing a lot more work, but you have a lot more time at the desk. So we decided to make something productive. And so we took that year and wrote a book. Yeah, that's awesome. And funny enough... I did the same thing. We're not talking about my book. We're talking about yours. But it's funny how you said that because I found myself in the same place, right? Oh, I'm like, I've always crazy. wanted to do it. Yeah. Let's just Perfect. do it now. Yeah. I don't have the time in the car. And then you just find yourself writing a book on your lunch break. At oh, least yeah. that was for me. Well, that's, that, that's, and the other, the other part too was that we all know the sad statistics. 70% of buyers think that sellers don't know their business. And, you know, only 25% of sellers can align their solutions with goals. And it goes on. It's sad stuff. Yeah. You know, and these are smart people. And and so part of it, and I still have this professor part left in me, and Melanie and I are quite passionate about, you know, we're tired of this. We're just sick of it. And if given a a framework, you know, that isn't overly complex, like in an IQ, you know, 200 or 300 do it, people people can do it. So part of it was a give back to the community. Do we want to sell stuff? Yeah, sure we do. But I mean, part of it was, you know, it's not as hard as you think it is. And here's a framework for doing it. And these are not tips and tricks and everything else. So that was another part of it. Yeah. I'm very passionate about it. Well, and it's, and it, it all comes back to timing as well. Uh, sellers have to have some new ways of doing things. And right. this aligns with that, with, with every, with the situation it is. Who knows what the new normal will be or what we'll get back to. But now more than ever, this kind of selling is more important than, than ever. Well, and part of that because the buying groups are getting larger, yep. right? Like take take omni-channel as an example. Let's say you're a retailer. We're going to grow revenues by having a differentiated omni-channel. Marketing is involved. Merchandising is involved. Distribution logistics involved. If they're a brick-and-mortar company, you know, the, the VP of store operations. So, so one, the, the groups are getting larger. You cannot go in and have the same story, the same pitch for once. you got to differentiate that. And the other part is these buying groups are much, much further down their buying journey before they even want to talk to you, the salesperson. So you can't go in and we're in 160 companies, countries and get to the point, dude. All right. Just tell me how you you align and what might be the financial benefits. And so you all call that insight-led selling. That's right. How'd you arrive at that as as the term and the title for the book? 
We hired a marketing company. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, because there's there's so much information out there. But data without any kind of thought behind it is just that, right? Just numbers or words. Yeah, it's or, noise, right? right? It's yeah. just noise. And so how do you take this data and and come up with something that does tell the customer something they don't know or does provoke them to start thinking about things in a different way or does open the door for you to have a different kind of conversation with them? So it's not it, – it really is the insight. And, and when, when, when sellers – stop and, and begin to form these insights around what they're trying to pursue with their customer, it lends itself to the qualities that these buying executives want to see. It lends itself to just a natural curiosity. It lends itself to showing you, you've actually been thoughtful about what's happening with their business, not with your product. And it just resonates much, much better. So the insight part is is key. And that's why we, that's why we coined the term. Yeah. And, and, our customers ask us for insights, but a unique part of the book is we interviewed a dozen executives from all kinds of companies, Coca-Cola, Procter & Gamble, Georgia Pacific, Honey Baked Ham, which was one of my favorites, but she wouldn't give me coupons. I was <laughs> uh, and that's what they said. We want insights. So, so we, we hear that we hear insights all the time. And so it's like, why not insight led selling? And then the rest of it is adopt an executive mindset. B is build credibility, and then C is communicate with impact. So we start breaking it down into those components. I love that. Yeah, it kind of fits our mantra, too, of the test, learn, grow. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's not yes. just, you know, hey, we did it, and here are the results. <laughs> what comes next? Right. And I love the phrase insights, too. And I know when I was writing a book, I got a lot of insights into the way I work and how I structured out the whole process of writing a book and then how I've been able to apply that to other things, not just writing a book. So I'm curious – as you're writing insight-led selling, what insights you got into perhaps your own business or your own work routines that you shifted as part of this whole book writing process? Well, I learned that, for one, editing is ridiculously hard. So like you said, <laughs> yeah. you don't just do the book and then it suddenly <laughs> it's done. is done. Yeah. That done, you need like second, third, fourth set of eyes on it. So I know that's not quite what you're asking, but one of the things I learned about myself is the attention to detail I consider myself a pretty detail-oriented person, but the attention to detail for editing is just something that I found to be tremendously challenging. That was my big... Yeah, mine, was my mine big was the insights from these executives. It's just because I, having worked with a lot of executives, having been in this business for, well, my hair used to be dark, now it's not. <laughs> so the fact that, I mean, the three of the key takeaways, they said, tell us, almost everyone said, I want to sell or tell me something I don't know. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> especially these big companies, you've got a big internal staff, you got all these consultants, and you really want a seller to tell, and they explained what that meant. And then, so I started thinking, you know, we provide really good insights and, you know, we need to shift away from the pure data aspects of this to, oh, well, you see this trend around profitability. Here's the insights that it will provide you and make, perhaps here's how you can provide the executive some. So my, mine, I've become obsessed with this whole insights term and really helping sellers adopt uh, that executive mindset. And that's why a lot of times we do these webinars and we have executives on it. But that's, that to me was, it's really refreshing. It's really kind of fun. So I now have a new passion. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's why I do podcasting, right? It's yeah. Every conversation I have like this, it's sort of that same thing. You take those little nuggets away that you can apply someplace else. So the book, in a way, is its own business, right? It's its own product. I'm curious, now that it's been out in the world, you're promoting it, you're selling it. 
have you seen the book affect the main business of Finlistics? Is it helping you grow the business? It is because one, it's just the, con- the concept. How do you get your minds around the concept of insight-led selling? And then when you when you get the book and look at it and say, this is right, what, this is where I want my sales team to be. How do I look at this? And like Steven said, we break it down to say, it's not hard. You might be intimidated by it, but let's, let's unintimidate you because this is not scary stuff. In fact, this is stuff that once you learn it and make it part of your practice, it's a skill that will be a skill for your whole career. Because when you understand the financials and how businesses work and make money and allocate capital and all of that, when you understand that, it doesn't change whether their business model comes and goes or new technology comes and goes. When you understand how to speak that language, it's just hugely important. So yes, we've had people buy the book, read it, say, this really resonates. Can we learn more? And who can help us break it down and, and put this into practice? Well, guess what? We can. Yeah. And a couple of things. Yeah, Being a business in and of itself, as you know, you don't make a lot of money on the publication. Right. So I'm not... Millie, I don't know when that new 992 Turbo comes out. <laughs> Maybe if we sell a few more, I can have a down payment. There anyway, you go. different story. There you go. So no, a couple a couple of things have really been cool. So I've used it as a way to reach out to folks I've known for 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, not kept up with them as much as I would have liked. And so just reach, hey, here's, here's a gift, right? Give me your address. We'll send it there to you, you or whatever it is. So it's been really fun to help reconnect with people I've lost touch with. And we're just... We're just talking again, right? Well, how's your business doing? What are you guys doing? All that kind of stuff. And then the other way that's been really fun, because I still there, I'm, I'm still a teacher at heart, right? And so it's been really nice because a number of companies, what I've been doing is like a 30 minute overview of the concepts in the book, not selling finlistics, but just saying, all right, here's, here, here's what executives are saying. You know, it's, it's self-serving for me to say it, but here's what executives are saying. So it's been a, a great way to, get the word out there, one about the book itself, but just really a give back in, in, in a way. So I've done maybe five or six of those. In fact, Wednesday, I think I'm doing two more of them for some pretty well-known companies. So yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's a great asset to have. So you cross the book off the bucket list. What's the next bucket list item you two are tackling <laughs> now that this is done uh, well, for yourselves or for mm-hmm. Finlistics, right? Like what does the future hold? This summer, we released a, a new product called Client IQ, a whole revamp of our legacy product, and it's an iterative step. So it's it's always a big undertaking because the way that we develop it, it's it's 2.1, 2.2, 2.3. And so right. how are we always thinking about what does the market need? What are they asking for? How do we build that into our product? How do we build that into our marketing and constantly execute that? So it's... It's it's not a, a big huge project. It's an everyday, literally right. a daily undertaking to just constantly make the product better. So that's where that's where our focus is. Yeah, and as a as a part of that, what we're doing is, you know, it's easy for me to say, okay, this company's profitabilities are declining, and I know the industry. In fact, I know the company, and here's the three, four the things that are impacting it. So what we're doing is we're taking the data. And I think we already provide some decent insights, but we're going to interpret it for the sellers or the marketing or the value engineers. And say, oh, by the way, it's going down and, you know, here's how to, you ought to think about it. Oh, or by the way, their CFO just said on their earnings call these three things. So it's going to take the guesswork out, guesswork out for the sellers or marketing, whoever it is. 
and then being prescriptive and saying, oh, by the way, you, you sell customer insights. And here's the ways that you could help them grow their revenues, you know, check, check, check type thing. So, and it's not a pipe dream. We're already working on it. Easier said than done, but just really can make it more like, it's almost like if someone said, here's this company, here's how they're doing. Let's talk to the folks at Finlistics or one of our coaches, you know, have all this industry experience. What should we be looking at? So that's really, to me, that's going to be our big leap forward. Sounds like a way to do what that CEO said, you know, tell me something I don't know. That's right. That's what you're doing now. That's really neat. So some folks listening to this might be that skeptic you originally were, and maybe you too. What what would you say to those people, right? Now that you are are marketing pros, book under your belt, promoting yourself, promoting the company. If you had to speak to the skeptics out there who are hesitant to adopt digital marketing, what would your words be? Well, one of the things that you all did is that you you told us about what you've done for others. All right. I mean, you just can't beat stories, customer stories. You you had a very well organized plan where I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but the other just seemed like this shotgun approach. Like, do this, do this, do this. Have a blog a week, do this, blog, you know, all this stuff. I'm like, and I kept saying like, what? So the, the one would be, you know, obviously finding people that know your industry, right? Personalities match do the background work on them. And then like you all did, you started saying, okay, we're going to have this many leads by this month and this. And so set up metrics because I'm not just going to say, here's a bunch of money and I hope it works. So, you know, set the metrics, right? And if you're meeting the metrics, find a way to beat them going forward. If they're not meeting the metrics, you know, figure out what's happening, you know, work, work it out. So I, I'm, I'm a believer. That's great. Thank you. Anything to add to that? I've, I've been a believer. <laughs> I'm no, a believer. But, no, I will say. Wasn't that a monkey song? I'm a believer. <laughs> yes. But I just think, yes. Yeah, it's just that the metrics are so key. And, and, right. and you know, people think about marketing as this like artsy, creative, like pie in the sky stuff. And it is that. Too. It is that. Right. But, but it is also a science. And how do you un- use the data to dial those knobs into exactly or, or as close as you as you can be to where you want to be? So it's it's just constant iterating, and it's all grounded in those metrics. I mean, that's what we do every other week with the team is just go through and do a deep dive on the how are the assets performing, how are the channels performing, what do we need to do. So data is hugely important, and and for a skeptic, right? Data resonates better than just oh, trust me, right? Right. Yeah, and and I would strongly encourage the founder, president, whoever to stay stay involved in the process. Because, you know, the insights that you all have provided, like, this is how this asset is providing. Here's the titles that seem to get the greatest results. Because, you know, especially for the smaller companies, the founders are, you know, involved, right, in in getting the name out there. So please, please, please just don't leave it up to the marketing people and say, okay, you guys go figure it out. I mean, you have a a role in the strategy and how the companies look. And the information you all have provided, I mean, I've, I've already started changing some of this stuff. Like, okay, let's not call it this. Let's call it this. Oh, this... This is something I thought was great fun to put together. And guess what? You had two downloads next, <laughs> you know? So I would encourage the senior execs to stay involved in the process. Because again, they influence strategy. They can influence a lot of things. And the feedback that you get from the data, not just how people are feeling, is is, in, is invaluable, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not on the direct team that works with Finlistics, but I can see now why everybody likes working with you both so much. Because it's we're data-driven marketing. Paired with insight-led selling, it's just, it makes total sense to pair them up that way. 
So where can people find the book? They listen to this, they're intrigued, they want to grab a copy, where can we send them? Sure. Well, certainly Amazon, any of the channels where you would buy an ebook or a book. So Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. You can also come to our website, insightledselling.com. You can order from there or link to Amazon to order from there. And then certainly at our website, finlistics.com. Yeah, and in November of 2021, yeah. we're going to have a special on the ebook. It's like a $1.99 to get the ebook, which is almost free. It's just part of right. our give back. Plus, we want that down payment on the new car. But anyway, <laughs> so no, it's the month of November. You know, we're going to have it for the whole month. Go out there and invest almost two bucks for the ebook. Well, not all the books. There's also a lot of assets on a website, insightledselling.com. So instead of the companies having to reinvent all this stuff themselves, we've got all these templates, we have industry information to just pe- help people get started. Go, go. It's all about time to market. That's great. Well, we'll be sure to help send people there. So get you that get you that down payment you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I appreciate you both coming in person to Pittsburgh. This is so fun to do in person now, well, not just over it Zoom is. calls. That's part of it. It's you know, you you form a team with the people and you don't meet them. Like we this is no, our this. first time that we've actually met. And so yeah. it's so good to be able to do that. So we wanted to take the chance while we had it. Yeah. Thanks so, for having us. Yeah. And I hadn't been in Pittsburgh in years, and I gotta tell you, I'm impressed. Beautiful weather, great restaurants. Get to hang with Melody. It's wonderful. Go Steelers. There you go. Go Steelers. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Test, Learn, Grow from your friends at Level Agency. For more information on what we do here at Level, be sure to visit us online at www.level.agency. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And until next time, remember that the best way to do any sort of marketing is to test, learn, and grow.